Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast, Season 4. With your host, Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the Executive Protection Practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect your children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family, I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle and those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time you already know what i'm saying is true so if that sounds interesting to you enjoy the show out boom what's up you guys byron rogers here again for another awesome awesome episode of the executive protection lifestyle podcast uh i've got an honored guest here as always but man you know it's it's it's, this has been an awesome project man so today we get to talk with joe lasorsa of La Sorsa and Associates. Finally, man, it's an honor to have you, brother. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, it's been a while. We've been talking about this, I think, for, what, two years or something like that. So, yeah, it's good, good to finally connect. Heck yeah, man. And the funny thing is, like, with so many people that are on the podcast, like, that just happens. Like, because we are EP agents, our time kind of isn't our own, you know? So, like, whenever I'm signing on to, like, talk with somebody who is in the game doing the deed we both know from the beginning we'll get to this way as soon as we can get we can get yeah. to it. so it's it's, yeah. fun. it's not weird yeah glad it worked out man heck yeah no me too me too for sure so i mean your name is a name i've heard in my career my entire ep career i went when i worked in cali a little less but then when i went to florida and rebuilt my career there i mean you guys were the man for training and all kinds of things you know so um there's a good bit of lineage there and everything else you want to just maybe open that up so people understand where y'all where you come from and all that stuff who they listening to yeah yeah sure sure so so again joe la sorsa but uh, my father was joe la sorsa who started the business um he was secret service 76 to 96 uh, got out, did a couple of years as a corporate security director, and then started his own company uh, in 1998. About 2000, he started running that full time. And uh, where he really kind of differentiated himself was he wanted to stay small. He wanted to do most of the work himself. He wanted to keep just a close knit. And so he wanted to do things different. You know, he wanted to focus on quality, wanted to focus on service, wanted to focus on the, the top tier basically of, you know, coming out of the secret service, let's provide that level. And that's where his focus was. And that's why we, you know, got that, got that reputation growing from that point on. So that's where, you know, I, I've heard it all the time um, coming into the industry. Oh, oh, Joe LaSource, I've heard a lot about you. And I'm like, well, you probably heard a lot about my dad, you know, when I was, <laughs> I was you know, in my early twenties, but, but it was great to hear that. And, uh, and, you know, I tried to keep that going as well. And, um, you know, with training and everything else that we do, we try to, you know, just keep that, keep that bar high. We, we, we've grown a lot uh, since I've been involved. Um, and when I say I've been involved, when I've been involved in the management side, uh, I'll get to that in a minute, but, but since I've been involved in the management side of the company, uh, we've grown about 60 times since uh, 2012. So 60 the, times. 60. 
60, brother. Yeah. Something. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's been, some, that says something that's worth investigating, man. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's awesome. It's been crazy, but uh, it's been awesome. So, I mean, we've, we've grown a lot, but, but we've grown carefully, you know, we've right. grown very carefully. So, um, you know, that's, it's, it's been a, you know, skating uphill, you know what I mean? Uh, trying, trying, yeah. trying to grow the right way. Uh, it's, it's been great though. That's awesome, man. I, it's interesting. Two things. One, I, my father was also in, in private security. He uh, had the biggest private security company in the Bahamas as I grew up. I started the first kind of task force over there um, and, 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 and stuff like that. So I kind of grew up in the game as well. It's really interesting. Now we tried to work together, but you know, <laughs> yeah. working with family can be a thing for sure. Oh, sure. Sure. That was actually, that's actually how it kind of worked out with, with me and my dad. So when I got started, I was, uh, I was in high school, you know, doing clerical yeah. work and unlicensed, just doing, just doing the, the stuff that I could do to learn the business. Like I said, right, you know, reports and, and the clerical side of things, invoicing, whatever. Yeah. Uh, once I got licensed when I was 18, I started working, but my dad had me working for other people mostly. Uh, and that's kind of what saved that, you know, for us was I actually was actually subcontracted out for other companies most of the time. So it wasn't like I was necessarily working, you know, with him, if you know what I'm saying. So yeah. and then as I as I developed after the Marine Corps uh, and I got more into management, he was kind of, you know, uh, trying to retire again, so to speak. You know, it's kind of mm -hmm. kind of phasing himself out. And again, that's what kept that like, you know, that distance. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. I definitely had more maturing to do when I started trying to work with my father. Uh, so maybe on the, at this point, we could maybe figure something like that out. But when I first started, man, it was very interesting. It, it was turbulent. It was definitely turbulent. So good on you guys for figuring that out, man. That's a win. That's a net positive for sure, man. I, that's awesome. And then you said 60 times growth. Uh, that's worth noting. Is there anything real quick before we kind of get into like your background and all that stuff that you would say from the hip is a good consideration for people who want to see that type of growth uh, effectively, like the right way. So your company doesn't explode. <laughs> right. 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 Um, so, so honestly, the way we did that was actually helping other people. And, and it sounds kind of backwards, but sounds counterintuitive, uh, but it works. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 you know, right. like trust, trust the process, you know? So uh, right off the bat, our three you know biggest contracts that we had in that growth was because I helped people out at some point, and then as they grew, they came back to us for help, and and that's just how it how it worked out with the three biggest contracts that we had to initiate most of that growth. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, just just being a good team player, you know, working in the yep. industry, there's so much there's so much work that everyone has going on that everyone needs help in some way. Mm -hmm. So, you know that that was that was the big thing for us, and you know just doing it right. Like I said, you know, just trying to get the right people with the right clients, trying to mix people around, get match personalities, everything else. Um, you don't force it, you know, it's, it's either going to work or it's not. So if you force it, it's not going to work. Right. Uh, and just, just, you know, focus on, uh, I like, you know, you say it a lot, you know, the rising tide lifts all ships, you know, like don't, everyone thinks oh, I got to keep in you know, everything, what I'm doing to myself and, and, and don't share it out there and everything else. Now, nah, brother, I think, you know, the, the biggest thing that's helped us is to be open and helpful with with other people. And yeah. that brings us that work. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And I think there might be a new generation of EP leaders and agents that are really on that kind of less tribal, more uniting kind of mindset, because I've heard that a lot. And then 
And then obviously, you know, when you're sharing and, 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 and working together, man, it's, I'm sure, I mean, you guys have those values, you're trustworthy and things like that. Um, and that makes those relationships work. And then lastly, you know, it's, it's like, I teach a lot of it when I talk about social dynamics in my school with the, with the guys, it's like, it's counterintuitive, but the reality is that like business is the commerce of relationships. Mm -hmm. So relationship capital is like immeasurably valuable. That relationship will yield you, the dollars will come, (laughs) you know? So like what you're saying is, is this is really truly how, how you build something um that's durable and that's lasting and is that's ultimately valuable uh, in my opinion yeah no and and you know i got a little little theory on it so i think that a lot of a lot of the kind of the the older generation if you will of of vp was was primarily coming over from law enforcement careers the federal and 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 you know state and what have you and in those career pipelines you know it is competitive and it's political right so like you have to you know, make yourself better than the others to get promoted and everything else. And I just think that that carried over into mm-hmm. EP and, and the business side of things where everyone just kind of, you know, was, was directly competing with each other. Right. Uh, you know, Cause I see a lot of it with the, the younger guys that come out of the Marine Corps and stuff like this, like, you know, that, cause obviously, you know, we kind of gravitate towards our backgrounds. Right. So exactly. I know you're, you know, I was a Marine. So, you know, I see a Marine coming through my course and stuff. I'm, you know, take them under my wing kind of thing. And just, and I see it so much more with the younger generation where they're just so much more open to that um, versus, like I said, you know, the, the older generation. I I tell you a funny story, actually, one of the first times I, um, I helped somebody, I I gave them a lot of information and I was like showing them how we do things. And my dad was like, what are you nuts? Like, what are you doing? You're telling them how we run the the secret beans. He was mad at me. He's like, what are you doing? And I was like, he's, you know, helping him out. And he's like, why? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's funny, man. That's good stuff. No, that's awesome. I think that there's definitely something to be said about that because in the Marine Corps, we're like, we're like one organism, you know, like, like yeah. teamwork is, you know, and, and actually it's really funny, man, because that, that speaks to me because my whole premise when it comes to social dynamics is environments where competition is uh, valued over cooperation are, are environments of high attrition. And if you can get your teams and if you can get auxiliary team members like the nannies and the house staff and the drivers and everyone to realize that comp- that cooperation is actually superior to competition, those are environments where we all win and our clients get better services and everyone lasts longer and everyone's protected. And, um, and, and so I see those parallels. I didn't even really know where it came from. I see those parallels in the way we were trained in the Marine Corps to the way that we like organically want to do business. You know, mm-hmm. um, anyone we can win on our side is, is a victory. It's a battle we don't have to have and battles are expensive, <laughs> you know? That's good stuff, man. That's the, we're dropping already dropping jewels on them, man. I love it. Already (laughs) dropping nuggets. What, um, so first and foremost, who are you at your core? Like who is Joseph Lasort, the man behind the work? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So, so me, I, um, I grew up in a family. I had two old, two older brothers and that really shaped, you know, a lot of, of, of who I am. You know, I was, uh, uh, you know, one of the tougher kids, you know, because I was always beaten up as a kid, you know, that tour like a large human thing with them, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, but, you're not you small. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to keep up with them. And and so that kind of shaped who I was in, in terms of being more on like the protector side of things. Um, because, you know, I, like I said, I had, to, I had to keep up with them and it made me made me grow. Uh, and then 
Uh, a big thing with me is, you know, the, the family piece of, of helping each other, you know, just, just looking out for each other and, and keeping yeah. everybody, you know, um, uh, happy. And then just, just on the same path. Um, you know, me and my brothers, we talk a lot and we, we help each other out a lot. They're in separate industries. They're in the maritime industry, but you know, we have, we help each other out a lot. Um, so, I mean, that, that's kind of where I'm, where I'm coming from. I'm a, I'm a father now. I've got three daughters. So that's, you know, really grown in, in terms of, you know, the, the protector aspect just intrinsically uh, and, you know, growing and, and trying to uh, develop them into young ladies is very, very, very challenging. And that, that, you know, keeps me learning, keeps me, keeps me nimble. Evolving. Uh, yeah. Yeah. On the uh, professional side, I, uh, I just, I grow and learn about myself every day. I actually just was having a conversation with somebody about that is, is uh, it's like, like any relationship, you know, you learn about yourself in the process and it helps you define yourself and helps you, you know, redefine your goals, reframe, you know, what, who you are. Um, and so I've learned a lot about myself. Um, I, I, I enjoy being generous, fair, you know, and that, that, that helps a lot, but it also hurts a lot in business, you know? Um, so, you know, it's, I say anybody that, that knows me will appreciate those, those characteristics. I don't put that out there. You know, this is the first time I've actually talked about you know, a lot of that openly, but I don't put a lot of that out there. So anybody that doesn't know me, they don't know that side of me. So it's a, it's a little confusing as you can see on social media, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's me in a nutshell. Dude. No, that's awesome. No smart man, man. I love all that. Like I, I and it all honestly goes back to what you stated earlier, you know, about being able to work with people and things like that. You know, those values of being fair and being generous seem counterintuitive, but those are the values that make people want to do business with you, mm -hmm. that help you um, form the relationships that make business uh, really beneficial and like work well, you know, and, and then you get to look in the mirror and you you're in right standing with yourself and, and you're just a better human being that calm confidence that, you know, we, that I see in you and that people chase, like, this is, a lot of where I feel like a lot of it comes from is having those values, man. That's awesome. I definitely. Mean, yeah. I mean, definitely. biggest thing for me is, you know, all my guys is my family taken care of, are my guys taken care of and can I yep. sleep at night? You know, I, I, I can't, I can't live with like, you know, doing something on uh, unethical sneaking a little bit of money here. Like, I, I just can't, I, I can't, yeah, I just do, can't that. do it either. It's cringy. <laughs> no, no it, it, it just eats me up, you know, and it catches and up much rather, you know, like it, it's happened so many times where people actually are surprised by it. And I'm almost yeah. disappointed in like humanity that they're surprised by it. Like, like in context, I uh, renegotiated a rate. And so we got about, you know, 15% more and yeah. I paid the guys that, that difference. Right. You know, and then they right. didn't, they didn't know they had no idea. So so half of them hit me up and were like, Hey, you overpaid me. And I was like, no, 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 the, the rates got renegotiated and, and that's what it is. And they were like, man, nobody would do that. You know, nobody does that. Nobody, you know, you would just keep the money, you know? And I was like, really? Like, no, like that's, you know, it's, it's just what's you guys are doing the work and you guys, your, your good job got us the higher rates. So like, that's how it goes. Yep. And so, you know, I just, I saw it as fair and, and the right thing to do and they were blown away by it. And that's almost like, Almost disappointing, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's like, wow, you're like a battered spouse that doesn't <laughs> yeah. good before. Yeah. No, I, I dig it, man. And and when people do start cutting corners and do shady stuff, like I have a saying, the garbage always takes itself out, man. Like, yeah, I like that. I like that. Freaking comes yeah. to roost. It always does. I don't care how. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah bro. 
You can be the most BA dude in the world. That stuff will catch you at some point. How would you define executive protection in your own words? Like, what is it? What is this thing we're all trying to do? Yeah. So, and actually we just had a conversation about this and it's just, uh, it's balancing, you know, the security side with enabling the itinerary or whatever they're trying to do, right. Enabling business. Nice. That's clean. Security and enabling business. That's the two sides of, of it that, is is what executive protection is now if, when you're doing other security services you're just focused on the security piece you're right. you know security your corporate security you just have your roles and, and you enact those and that's it the complication the dynamics of executive protection is we are there to do that to do that security side but enable business you know so that's that's what it is what it's all about yeah. that's clean man that's outstanding good to go i dig it tactical background what's your background man yeah. You know, the question they always like to ask when you finally get alone in the chase vehicle, you know, yeah. so yeah. what's your background, bro? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So growing up, uh, I was always, you know, into firearms, into fighting, all that kind of stuff, all the hard, you know, hard skills type stuff. Right. So, you know, growing up, uh, wrestled, um, you know, mixed martial arts, all that kind of stuff. I was a competitive shooter, uh, through high school. Uh, I always knew I wanted to be a Marine, uh, ever since I was seven and my dad took me to camp David and I saw the Marines there, you know? And I mistakenly called them soldiers. And my dad corrected me. And it was like, no, the Marines. And I was like, ah, you got it. <laughs> you know, we're good. Got so, it. Yeah. So I always knew I'd end up in the military. I, um, so after I, uh, actually after high school, I wanted to enlist. And uh, funny story, actually, I probably ran into like the one honest recruiter that had ever existed because really? when I went to him, uh, I had a scholarship for, for college and I was already in, you know, registered and enrolled uh, to go to college. And I was like, no, I just want to enlist. And he's like, no, you're in college. You got to go through an OSO, an officer selection office, you know? And I was like, well, dang, I'm like ready to sign up right now. And he's like, no, 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 no. Go talk to the OSO. Yeah. I mean, that guy could have signed me up. Like, honestly, I was like ready to roll. You yeah, know? yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I ended up doing that. So I did, uh, I did what's called PLC, which was six weeks, uh, junior year, six weeks, senior year of OCS. Uh, graduated college, got commissioned. I uh, was an infantry officer. Uh, so, and then I, I got into uh, light armor reconnaissance, which was, which was pretty cool. I'm sure you're familiar, you know, the eight wheel tank deals. And, uh, so we had a, a, a different, you know, mission essential task list, but still, you know, infantry based. Yep. Uh, that was awesome. I loved it. Uh, when I had my girls just, just time to move on, get out, you know? So it was, it was, uh, you know, quick four years and then got out of there. I uh, got right back into what I was doing, uh, more on the management side though. So that's okay. the, you know quick little background of yeah the tactical side of you know where I'm yeah, coming where you came from that's what's up man no I um funny I also ran into a pretty honest recruiter too man it was it was it was I'm in my cafeteria and I'm like I walk up to the army recruiter and I'm like hey man I'm like can you just tell me the truth I was like who's better Marine Corps or the army and he's like well what are you looking for and I'm like I want it to be hard I want it to suck I want people to look at me and know that I'm in the hardest enlisted service um and i want it to be a challenge every single day and he is like looks at me he looks to the right looks to the left and he's like you should probably just join the marine corps <laughs> and i was like oh okay thank you and I walked over yeah. and like you know got that contract going man that's you know they recruiters are recruiters now you know i did the i, I experienced the other side of it when my recruiter, you know, who initially had me thinking he was, you know, the god of war after <laughs> I got back from my deployments and, you know, survived all that. I'm bouncing 
And he walks in with a bunch of Marines and he's like, hey, Byron. And I'm like, oh, Hopkins. He's like, I'm going to war finally for the first time. He's like a staff sergeant. That <laughs> and I'm like looking at him like, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? And he, and he asked me the boot question, you know, like, so what's combat like, man? And I was just like, is this happening? <laughs> you know? so, anyway, good times, man. That's what's yeah. up, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Something to think about when I when I talk about people's backgrounds is, you know, yeah, yeah you ask them what their background is and they, they tell you. But I ask a lot of things when they tell me, like, say they were Marine. Be like, so why, why the Marines? You know, and I ask that question. Like, you just explain, you know, you, your choice, your, your decision-making process. And I think that's a huge part of it. You know what I mean? It's like, why? Why did you do that? I think that's that's so big. That's such a big part that I want to know about somebody. Not just yeah. where you come from. Why were you a cop? Why were you a Marine? Why were you Army? But, you know, or, I mean, that you were, that you were a cop, that you were Army, whatever. I want to know why. I want to know why you chose that, you know? Yeah. No, that's huge. It tells you so much about their values yeah. and who they yeah. really are yeah. on a deep level. That's yeah. intelligent. I'm going to have to take that one. For, I'm going to have to, you know, <laughs> I'm going to have to use that one. That's good, man. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the EP forum? You were one of our speakers. Um, I had a great time, man. It was an honor just meeting you and mixing it up for a few minutes and stuff like that, man. But what did you yeah. think of that event? I thought it was one of my favorite events, honestly. It was just so personal with the crowd. And uh, I think that's what's missing with so many of these conferences and everything else, which I, I get I get the format that the big conferences have to put out there. I mean, I understand that. But uh, what I really enjoyed about the forum was just that that much more, you know, just in the mix, uh, intimate with the crowd, you know, they're asking questions and and you're just much more, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like low key, you know, just having a conversation that, you know, that, that like discussion uh, basically versus, you know, like a formatted script on a panel and, and you know, it's all rigid. Uh, it was oh, just so raw, you know, like it was yeah. awesome. I loved it. I freaking loved it. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. No, I loved it for the same reasons, the crowd participation, the fact that we had had were downloading questions from the crowd while we were up there and like yeah, freestyle cool. on all the topics and stuff. I think that was it was great, man. So y'all listening, don't miss the EP forum. It's coming up again. We're going to we're going to do it again. It's going to be awesome. So sweet. OK, so what are you up to specifically now in the game man? now in the EP game update? Yes. Now I'm just very heavily involved in management. One of the things that I'm actually working on is trying to let go of it a little bit yeah. uh, since we've grown so much. Uh, and I'm, I'm a very hands-on person. The limitation of our company is, is me, you know, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I can't do enough. You know what I mean? It's, all it's been this way for about two years. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's all, all coming up to me and, and just choking there. Um, I just have a hard time letting stuff go. Every time I let something go and it's not done the way I want it, I, I, it's my fault. You know, that's the way I see it. Uh, so what I'm doing now is is trying to, you know, keep growing the business, keep managing everything, but, you know, doing it effectively with that limitation. I, I just, I'm trying to figure that out now. So I manage everything. I manage uh, executive protection. We do investigations. We do, you know, we have a little bit of guard work going on on critical infrastructures and other things. Uh, we do, I do all the training. That's, that's my kind of baby. You know, I do all of that. Uh, so, you know, a little bit of everything. And that's what, that's what, uh, that's, a question I had recently was, you know, what's the favorite, what's your favorite thing about the job? And for me personally, it's something else, somewhere else for somewhere else, some, uh, somebody else every day, you know, and I love that part of it. So I get to pick and choose what I'm involved in. Heck yeah. No, that's, that's a huge perk of moving up in the ladder from agent to management to PPO or company owner. I, I would 100% agree with you on that, man. It's like, you can kind of hop in and out where you want. What would you say then about the journey, you know, for guys that, you know, are coming from being that, well, 
yeah, are coming from being that agent and are moving into management? Like what type of considerations and, and what type of changes did you experience that maybe you can help give some tips on? Um, what would you say about that? Yeah, big thing uh, with with going from, you know, like the tactical to strategic side of things, agents, management is just yeah. paying attention to all those issues that you saw as as, you know, the the tactical agent and and trying to fix them as management, you know, like just just like I said, don't don't just, you know, kick that you know ball down the road, like, you know, fix the problem, you know, just if you if you had issues, if you had some friction, if you didn't like things, you know, be the be the better person when you're in the management role. Yeah. And, uh, and one thing I'll say that is some really good advice that I had is is wherever whatever position you're in, you know, you got to look beyond it and learn the one above you. Uh, you know, it's not it's too late to learn it when you're there. You know, so when you're in a position, learn your position, but you have to learn the position above you. You have to you know keep striving to learn all those processes because you know eventually you're going to be there. If you're not, hey, it's fine. You know, you want to stay where you're at. You know, some people just coast, whatever. But, you know, if you're looking to move up, constantly have that mindset that where am I at? You know, I know my job. I'm good at my job. Now I need to learn the one above me, you know, so pick brains, ask questions, have those unofficial mentors that you just watch and follow and learn from, but learn the step above. And that way, when you're there, you already know it. And then you can learn the step above and just keep that process going. And make a smooth transition. That's great advice. I would add one little cheat code to that too. Like learn how to serve that person above, man. Mm -hmm. Like learn what they need to make them look like a freaking alley-oop all day. Like just learn how to serve them. And that, I mean, I feel like that greases that process a lot. Yeah. And that right there goes along with, with everything, you know, client side, vendor side, if you're a subcontractor, you know, you got a great phrase. I say it all the time. I said it in EP form too. It's think like, think like your boss, you know, think like your boss. And that's what Paul White said to me when I was just getting started. And, um, you know, you got to make it easy with everything that you do. You know, I get, I always make the joke, when, um, you know, people submit things to me, like, a, like their invoices mm-hmm. and they all title them La Sorsa invoice, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I get like hundreds of those a year and I'm like, I can't track these things. I got to spend hours of my time relabeling them and things like this, you know? So just make it easy for the person above you. Like you said, I think that mm-hmm. that right there, that little nugget is not only that, but just in every context, make it easy yeah. for your clients to pay you. You know, when you su- submit an invoice, do it the right way, have all the information they need, think one step ahead. You know, I can't tell you how many times when I've submitted a first invoice to a new client or contractor or whatever, and I submit everything they need. Like I submit the invoice, I submit my W-9, I submit all that stuff all at once. Yeah. They're like, wow, thanks. I didn't have to ask for anything. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm trying to make your job easy. You know, like that's that's exactly what you're talking about. But I think, it, like I said, it, it, it's, it's huge in that aspect, but that translates into, you know, across the board. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome, man. Gaining that relationship. If you're easy to work with, man, people will fight to keep you there. You know, yeah. like <laughs> they will fight for you. you. You'll build that army, man. That's absolutely that's, that's good stuff, man. Um, you mentioned your training is your baby, too, man. What what would you say you're most proud of or any differentiators? I, I, I know you guys do solid stuff. I've been you know hearing about your guys' stuff for years. But like, is there anything that you want people to know that like, hey, this is what we do good. And this is what, you know, you should come in and, and try to learn from us, you know? Yeah. So, you know, the biggest thing that I'm, I'm proud of is the guys that get out of the and guys and girls get out of the courses and they say that they put everything that we talk about into use right away. You know, like it's just that that, you know, realistic, relevant material uh, and the content that is what they need 
when they need it. You know, I, I try to, I pull the, pull the group. I talk to everybody in class and uh, I figure out where they are, what they were, they want to be, et cetera. And I just give them a little bit of guidance each and I try to give them everything they need. And I, I tell you, you know, it's, it's something where when I go to a lot of training, I've been through a lot of training and I don't get that, you know, I don't get everything I need. I go to a course and I don't get the report templates for, you know, an investigations course. I don't get the invoices. I don't get that. I go to an EP course and I don't know the, uh, you know, the compliance and regulations. I don't know how to do taxes in Florida on EP. I don't know how to do any of this stuff. I didn't learn any of that. I had to learn it all myself. So now when I teach something, I teach those things. I teach the, the, what I, what I wanted to know coming into the game, I teach that. And it's just so, you know, just raw and real. And I think students really appreciate that. And that's my favorite thing is when they come back and they're like, man, I, I, I can't believe I waited so long to go to your course. I learned everything that I needed to know. Not, you know, I shouldn't say everything, but you know what I mean? Like they just yeah. you know, I learned all this material that I just was able to put into effect right away. And it just, you know, gets them a, a step above, you know, they don't have to reinvent the wheel, you know? So I think that's something that's why training is my baby. You know, I, I, yeah. I love that. That's I, my, my favorite thing. So I've had every course, you know, and I, and I, I, I really have a handle on training for that reason. So I can be involved in that process. Heck yeah. No, that's awesome, man. I think that's, um, there's something special to be said for having like, I don't know, your, your trainer being an industry guy who's actively doing EP and actively understands what he's looking for when he hires people, what, you know, is actually happening in the game right now. There's, you know, we can learn a lot from, you know, a lot of people, but I, I, I really see a lot of value in that and us being able to bring a lot of value to students being that you're running multiple details at any given time, you're dealing with the field at any given time and you know what those students need in the game right now, you know, that's valuable, I think. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I go through the, the course material all the time. I change it yeah. all the time and I, I just look at it and I'm like, could I, do I use this? Is it something that, that I could benefit from knowing? And if it's a no, I take it out. And if it's a yes, maybe I elaborate on it, but I mean, that's, that's the, that's that, you know, that threshold, that, that test that I, that I apply to the information that I give. And, yeah. um, you know, I, and one thing that I feel very strongly about with that information is I tell students, you know, challenge the information when people are telling you things, challenge it, ask the, the question why it should be in your head. And mm-hmm. I think so many trainers, they don't, they don't want that. They just want, you know, to spit the information and they want, you know, the, the whole class, just take it. And I, I want that question to be asked. And if you can't answer it, if you can't, what I'm, if what I'm telling you doesn't automatically answer that question, ask why I will not feel, you know, slighted or, you know, I won't get defensive. You know, I, why, why are you, you know, why are you saying that? I'm going to tell you. And I think that that's something that I encourage with students is just to, you know, challenge, challenge information that's, that's out there, you know, pressure test it. And if it doesn't yeah. work, it doesn't work, you know? Yeah, man. No, I agree with you. 100%, 100%. And that's the job of a good instructor, man. Like that information has got to hold up in our heads and in our lives after we leave the classroom. Like, like, like murder dogma. Like it just doesn't have any place in, in what we do, man. And, and in learning really, in my opinion. So no, I dig that, man. And the truth doesn't really have to be defended. You know, you just present it, you know, and, and, it, and it resonates. Yeah. I agree 100%. Uh, what are you looking for when you're looking at an EP agent on paper or in an interview for all those guys trying to get in the game? Like what, what values and different things are you looking for in that individual? Yeah. So it's really just dependent on, on the, on the um, type of job, I'll say, you know, we have a lot of different things that we do, but in general for, for an EP position, 
you know, a well-rounded person that is, you know, fit for that client. But one of the things I ask them is, is why, why do you want, why do you want this job? You know, why do you want to work in EP? You know, what motivates them to take, you know, such a challenging job? What motivates them to work for this particular job application, this job description, this client? And that, that why piece of it, you know, it's my favorite freaking question. You know, I ask everybody why. Um, so that's, that's what I look for is how do they answer that question? Why? Oh, I need a, I need more money in my current job. No, that's, you know, that's not really what I'm looking for. I want somebody that's motivated for the right reasons. You know, that's always a big reason. That's why we're here. That's why we're working. But, you know, it, when I, when I ask those questions, that's, that's really what I look for. I mean, you can be great on paper, but if the, if, if that why piece of it isn't there, it's just, it's not going to, it's not going to go well. It's not, it's not, so, you're going to get, you're going to get burnt out. You're going to make mistakes. Yeah. Your, oh, yeah. your attitude's going to go to crap. <laughs> you're going to get eaten alive. It, it'll be short lived. Yeah. Yeah, man. And then hopefully the contract's not short lived. So yeah, no, that's, that's good stuff, man. Have a good why, because as they say, he who understands why can endure anyhow, you know, I didn't say it. Some one yeah. of them smart dudes from the past said it, but it's good like stuff. That. I dig it, man. Best, worst detail, man. Let's start with the worst one, then we'll go to the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, they're actually exact opposites in terms of the dynamic that I'll talk about here with the best and worst. I, I think um, yeah. my, my worst detail was one where the client was just, you know, belligerent, difficult, and, and just abrasive with whatever we were trying to do. Okay. Uh, I, you know, he didn't want us. Uh, it was more, fo- it was more of like a, you know, board, you know, a directive and, and, and just didn't want us there. And it was just so difficult to, to do our jobs. And, um, you know, because of that, there was just a lot of friction and it just, you know, deteriorated and we eventually just you know, dropped the client because it was just too hard you know, moving people through it. Nobody wanted to work it. The, the, yeah. the environment was toxic and, you know, life's too short, man. I, you know, if you don't like what you're doing, don't do it. You know, if, you, if you're not, enjoying it, you know, yeah, you know what I mean? You know? So, uh, and so when, in, in that detail, that was just the worst one because we were working it, but we would just want it out. And, you know, it's a, it's a you know, it's not a, you know, sexy thing to talk about, but it's pretty, pretty boring in terms of like the worst detail I've ever had, but honestly it was, it was the worst detail mm-hmm. I've ever had because I didn't want to be there. You know, there's some things that happened on details that were really, really bad. Uh, but overall, the detail was was good, you know, and, and so that if I talk about sp- specific experiences, sure. But in terms of the overall detail, that one, I tell you, like, it's like, I have, like nightmares about, it. you know, what I'm saying it's like, <laughs> it's soul sucking. Yeah, yeah, man. It's like, I gotta go do this today, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, so it was, it was rough, you know, it was it paid well, you know, it was a good job for us. It put a lot of people to work, but it was just just not enjoyable, man. It was just one of those things where I was like, how, how can we get out of this? How can we, you know, make this, I, I didn't even want to give it a referral to somebody, you know, like, you know, there's an ask for every chair, as I would say, but I didn't even want to call up and be like, Hey, I'm stepping out of this detail. You want in? I couldn't even bring myself to do that. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, I get it, man. I, I, I get it. I've seen a few details like that where it's just like, no, no, I can't even hand this to my friends, man. And, and it's true it can become soul sucking for sure. When you have that, that negative energy and that there's always a problem happening. And um, dude, I, I completely understand what you're talking about. And I think one of my, one of my main, something I guess guys can look forward to something I've experienced is, and that I've, I've really come to value is fighting your way to a place where you don't have to accept every contract, you know, like when you finally get yourself, maybe as an agent, if you're chasing the pager and working for different companies and you have enough work coming in that you're able to pick from, 
yeah. where you don't have to accept every every contract. And then as a company, as a PPO, trying to get yourself to a place where you only really accept the clients where your values align and you know you can really get behind them. What would you say about that, man? Yeah, absolutely. That's actually what I was going to say for like the best detail I ever worked oh. was it was even a smaller one. It was, you know, we were yeah. one, two, very rarely three people. I mean, uh, you know, I've had huge details that we've worked, you know, with, with other clients, but that, that doesn't quantify the best, in my opinion. That one where it was with this one client where he we just got along very well. He's a great dude. I mean, it was just you know good, just just wholesome, just awesome person. You know, you look up to him, you know, super intelligent, just good person. Yeah. And so he enjoyed working for him. And then he had total, we had total buy-in with him. I mean, we got That's whatever awesome. we needed, as long as we were able to justify it, it mm-hmm. was just so smooth. So, and it felt so good, you know, when, when, you know, your client just, just trusts you like that and just, mm-hmm. just lets you do what you need to do and looks to you for those, anything that has to do with security or logistics or whatever, they just look to you and let you do it. Um, you know, and they trust you that, that, that trust is just such a, you know, it gets you on such a high, you know, like it, yeah. it's an awesome thing. So that's what I've appreciated the most out of, out of working with clients. Like, and particularly that one client was just that, that level of trust, you know, you know, it just yeah. makes it makes every, the whole detail work better. Oh, the whole team, you know, is just the morale is up, you know, the energy's up. They, we enjoy working for them. And then it's just easy to work for them. And uh, it's a pleasure, you know, it's like, you know, I, I always tell clients when they say, oh, would you take a bullet for me? And I'm like, well, that's not my job. My job is to make sure that, you know, the bullets don't get shot. But like that guy, I was like, man, I might take bullets for this guy. You know, <laughs> like, got to go for a minute, you know? So. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. that's, I, I agree, man. That's beautiful. I have, I have clients like that now where I'm just like, I'll serve you guys as long as I'm in this game, man. <laughs> you know, because that when you get that, that buy-in, those values align, there's some security there. Um Dude, I'd have to agree with you. I'm so glad I got to experience that because I did go a lot of my career just grinding it out, you know, working certain client demographics that don't really want us there and like kind of just having to focus on my why and personal pride in doing the work rather than um, my enjoyment of doing the work or relationship with the client. Um, And so, yeah, man, I'm finally experiencing what you're talking about now for the last couple of years and and that's the great white whale, as I like to say, man, you get those people, you treat them good, man. You treat all of them good, but it's an enjoyable treat them good, man. That's awesome. Absolutely. I-Y-O. What does that mean, dude? In your opinion. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> in your opinion, what are some of the issues in the industry that you'd like to address? Yeah, so, you know, the, the best and worst part of the industry is, is the people, right? I mean, that's that's just the, the commonality people, of it. Yeah, people, people. Yeah. So, you know, the best and worst things come from, come from people, you know, the, the, the best, the best stuff is working with good people. The worst things are working with bad people. Right. So that's always going to be there. And that's with every industry. So, I mean, you know, I can, I can talk about the the ethics side of it and the, you know, the the dirty business and everything else, but I mean, that's in every industry, what I would say the biggest issues in, in our specific industry, it's twofold. It's the lack of standards, and then the, one of the good things about the industry is the lack of standards, you know? <laughs> so, so <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So uh, I, got, I, had a, I had a sit down with uh, James Cameron in, uh, in Vegas and we we're talking about um, his thing that he's, you know, pushing and, and I brought my concerns with it. You know, like I said, oh. you know, I, I think that the lack of standards is a problem. And I said, I think that the pushing for standards is going to create a lot of problems, mm. you know, and, and um, you know, it's complex, right? I mean, I think that, 
if we are yeah. if we are human service, what differentiates us? Well, how do clients look at us? There's price and there's the service side. Oh, yeah. They look at the quality of it, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the quality, the value. Yeah, yeah man. So now if you're like, okay, now everything's standardized, it, it waters the, the service side down and it elevates the price in terms of what how clients look at you, you know? So, I mean, there's a lot to be said for a, you know, a, a lack of standard in the industry because it actually allows, you know, discerning clients to pick who they want versus right. like, oh, they, they, they do the standard, you know, because I could see this happening on the corporate side where, where it's going to be uh, make sure, you know, all the respondents, you know, meet the standard and then pick the lowest price. Right. I mean, can't you see that? Just like that. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. They're, 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 they're good. They're, you know, they have all their standards and stuff like that and then not give it a second look. Right. And, and then, and then when those guys underperform looking at the industry, as a whole, as if we're all that bad, because, well, this mm -hmm. is the, these guys are the standard and these guys suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then looking at all of us, like we're kind of the same because that's the standard. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that that's a, something we got to figure out as an industry, yeah. you know, uh, how do we want to approach that? Um, I, I think, I think it, it's good that they're pushing it. I think it's good yeah. that, you know, it's, it's out there. I just think it needs to be done you know, carefully, you know, very, very, uh, you know, methodically. And I, and I think it is, I, I had a good conversation with them. I, good. I, I like a lot of the people that are on the board and, and mm -hmm. I respect their opinions and everything else. So I think I'm hopeful for it, but I think that, um, you know, one of the biggest, if I could say one of the biggest, you know, issues in the industry is, is the, the lack of good service that that's out there that, that, you know, just makes it harder for the rest of us. Yep. Um, I've, I've been with, probably, I don't know, maybe three or four new clients in the past couple of years that, you know, we had to overcome the previous team that was there. You know, we had to yeah. overcome the, 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 um, the baseline that the client had. And, and it was just so difficult. It's like, man, no, we don't, we don't do it that way. You know, <laughs> like, you know, I'm not, not going to beat you. You're safe. now. <laughs> it's the new relationship. <laughs> right. It's like right. when you get a dog from the dog pound and it's like, ah, and you're like, dude, dude, chill out. Like you want some food? Like we're cool. I'm gonna take care of you. You know, yeah. I, I, uh, I've, dude, I've completely experienced the same thing. You know, when you start giving them, you start just doing the job, and they're like, "Wow, what's this? Oh, wow, what's this? You know, you okay, cool." And you're like looking at them like, "Man, I'm, I'm sorry for whatever you experienced before." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like man, that must have been that must have been rough. I, I understand your hesitancy when we had our initial conversation. You know. No, that's, that's good. That's interesting. And I, I agree wholeheartedly uh, with the standards thing. Like I'm always, I do, I thrive in chaos. It's one of the things that anytime I see like, you know, there's some kind of um, a lot of latitude and, and stuff to make moves. That's kind of like where I kind of really thrive because I can find my way really good. And then I can set a higher standard and stuff like that. I, I think that the standards thing is good. I hope that the standards thing can maybe afford us um, some type of um, more respect and capabilities and things like that in terms of what the tools we're allowed to use and, and stuff like that. Maybe we can get some more respect as, as private security operators. Um, that's what I'm hopeful for. But at the same time, I, I do hope also that it'll raise the bar so that those who are just kind of like really not making us uh, look good will get flushed out or they'll elevate, you know, or they'll evolve. But ultimately when we add any type of rigidity to a system or anything like that, there's always going to be like a downside that, you know, what those left, right, lateral limits start to be like, this is the thing. I start being like, okay, 
let's make sure the thing is really, really, really uh, holistic and well thought out, you know, cause yeah. it can really limit us in a lot of ways too. So I'm just kind of like in the middle of it and, and we'll uh, <laughs> do what I can to control. I don't like, to, you know, I don't like to be referred to as a, as a, as anything other than a contributor, man. I'm just trying to contribute, you know, with this podcast, crystallize and canonize your guys's um, value, you know, to our industry so that people can learn from us for ages from these episodes and, and make valuable contributions. And, you know, that's what we're doing, man. Heck yeah. I, that That's a good take on it. What is one message you'd like to give to people looking to get into the industry, guys looking to get into the game, man, what would you like to say to them? Yeah. Just keep an open mind with, with everything. Um, you know, look at, look at where you want to be and uh, you know, kind of carve your own path. Uh, don't look at what somebody else did and think that that's going to apply to you. Uh, yeah. That's something that I find is a big pitfall. You know, yeah. people see somebody and um, you know, uh, I'll take you for instance, you know, like yeah. you, the way you, you've done it, the way you built it, that works for Byron, you know? Um, but if somebody else, if Joel Asorsa tries to do what Byron does, it's, it's going to flop. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, you know, you got to look at what's out there, keep an open mind, get ideas, you know, learn what's good from some people, learn from what's good from everybody and, uh, and create your own thing, you know, and, and, and um, uh, don't get too focused on what, what other people are doing. Just yeah. do what, do what's right by you. And, and that, that genuineness is, is what works. Um, so, you know, people coming in, don't get, don't get jaded, you know, because that's what happens a lot too, is people think it's one thing and then they get in and they're like, oh, you know, this isn't what I thought it was. Well, you didn't have a realistic perspective when you got it. Yeah. You know? So you got to understand, you know, the, um, the reality of it. So like I said, keep an open mind. Don't, don't get, don't get, uh, you know, tunnel vision with, with, you know, one thing that you see in the industry, you know, look at the broader perspective of it, um, you know, and just learn. Like I, I, I hate to say that, like just, you know, learn, but, you know, learn from everybody. You know, learn yeah. from everybody that's out there. Uh, I, I always tell people, you know, you don't have to go have an official mentor. And, and you know, it, it's very awkward. They will you be my mentor. You know, right. like, no, just have unofficial mentors. Just just find people in the industry that are good at something and just learn from them about that piece of it. You know, yeah. and just yeah, keep an open mind with everything, man. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree with you 100 percent, man. Bruce Lee, everything. Absorb what's useful, disregard what's useless, add what is essentially your own. I I think I agree. It's a pitfall that someone will try and emulate someone else. It's like, no, dude, you are the only you this universe has ever seen. You got to do it your way for it to be impactful. You know, take a little bit from this guy, take a little bit from that guy and, and, and do your thing that because only you can do it, do the best, your version. You know, I agree hundred percent. And then I see the same thing. Guys get ideas in their head of what they think the game's going to be like, and then it's not that way. And then they're just, then they have all this cognitive dissonance and they're disappointed. It's like one, you got a snapshot of the game here, bro. There's like so much stuff we can do. There's so, there's so many different client demographics and like, you know, he is the beginning of the experience. So calm down. But then, Two, you know, it's, it's, it is this, like I say, it's more than just a job, but it really is, you know, like you're in a service related industry, protecting someone is so much more than a nine to five. You know, it's, it's, if you're really don't have that protection to protect your DNA or believe in the ethos of this and can do it during the good and the bad times, then this game will burn you out. Your heart will get tired and you will, you will, you'll get jaded. And then those guys, we don't, we don't want anywhere near 
uh, our details, you know, hundred percent. That's yeah. why I asked that question. Why, you know, yeah. is why, why do you want this job? What may, why do you want you know, to work in the protection industry? Why do you want this particular job? Yeah. What about this job description made you, you know, go for it? Like that why piece of it is exactly what you're talking about, you know? Yep. So yeah. Good stuff. No, that's huge. And it can't be private jets and, 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 and glory shots. <laughs> You're going to learn real quick. <laughs> you know, that's good, man. I love it. Good stuff, man. Last question. And then we'll go into our closing questions. Uh, what changes have you seen recently in the industry and what direction do you believe, you know, the industry is going in? What do you think is coming? Yeah. So with uh, COVID, it's just become leaner. You know, I think yeah. that uh, there's a lot of things that were, you know, obviously shut down and they're just going to slowly come back online or maybe not even come back online, you know, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's frustrating, right? You know, mm-hmm. the way that we did things, the way that we were operating, you know, obviously just, you know, to get revamped, reframed. And um, mm-hmm. so those are the biggest, you know, obvious changes. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you one of the biggest things uh, that I've had trouble with, with a lot of our guys is just, clients expecting more they're expecting Mm -hmm. more from us because like when we went from you know travel to more on the estate security side now it's much more you know their life you know like there's not like all this travel support you're not on the run all the time doing a million things it's just like really life that we're supporting and they they expect more from us on that side of it and uh, so you know just got to learn your learn the clients got to have that right fit be um be helpful you know like i said uh, it's security and enabling business how do we enable business you know, we have to just help them out as much as possible using the technology. You can be familiar with technology. I can't tell you how many, you know, how many different, you know, like the, the Zoom applications, WebEx, all these other things that just can't get thrown at us nowadays. Yeah. You know, we got to be good at it. Uh, so I, I think the, um, how do I say it? The uh, the versatility of agents has, has expanded. Yeah. The need for versatility has expanded. Yep. Uh, and it's something that I think guys need to, to be aware of. They need to be, they, they shouldn't be, you know, an RST person anymore, an EP travel agent anymore. They need to be an RST travel agent and whatever else needs to be done. You know what I'm saying? 100%. And the whole, like, I don't do technology thing. is like, like, dude, yeah. if you're going to be in this game, you're going to have to learn how to use like, you know, the eight apps we all use. And, yeah. you know, you're going to have to learn how to do all the stuff, man. Like that, yeah. that is not, that's not okay anymore. So yeah. yeah, I definitely see more technology being used. I definitely agree with you. I've seen that shift from, you know, the movement agent having to realize, you know, we just have more work as far as the residences and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I completely agree with you, man. And it's, 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 it's cool. I still, I feel like it's a good time though, too. There's been a lot of expansion and mm-hmm. a lot of people that didn't think they needed EP or, or, or kind of turn their nose up to it kind of starting to be like, you know, maybe I should have some protection. Definitely growing. Absolutely. I think yeah. that, you know, look at the job posts. There's, there's uh, somebody asked me, is there, is there a lot of, you know, is there enough work out there? Well, I mean, there's, there's work if you know where to look, right. I mean, there's, yeah. there's some tons tens of job posts. If you just put in executive protection to LinkedIn, I mean, yeah. everybody's hiring, you know? Mm-hmm. No, 100% man. I love it. That's good stuff. Favorite quote mantra saying that you like to go by <laughs> yeah it depends on what we're talking about but uh yeah so you know know enough to know you don't know right you know it's like just that whole concept of you know always always learning you know know that you, you don't know everything and i think that that's something that i've seen 
in my professional career been, been such a hindrance to some people is they don't learn from people because they think they know or know it already. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I could have done things. I could do things very, very, very well. Yeah. I see you doing it. I'm a student. I'm looking at you. I'm like, Hey, what, how are you doing that? What are you doing? What are you using? I'm yep. like, you know, there's always, there's always something to learn. And I think that that's a huge, actually, I go back to what I talked about in the beginning with my brothers. You know, I, I was the youngest of three brothers and I learned from them growing up. Yeah. I learned from their mistakes, you know, a lot. Yeah. So I didn't make their mistakes, you know, and I think that that's just carried over into it is, you know, you got to know what you know and know what you don't know. Right. Yeah, man. No, I agree 100%. I heard a quote of like last month that blew my mind. It's like, what's most dangerous is what you think, you know, yeah. because if you're wrong about that. <laughs> and I don't remember who said it or how they said it, but that was the principle. Well, what? yeah, I got you. I, I love it. I mean, that's, you know, I, I can't stand it when people, it's like, oh, no, I, I saw um, uh, one of the trainers I follow, he posted a new course yeah. and um, this guy, you know, comments right away. He's like, why do I need to take that course? You know, it's like, you're already wrong. You're already yeah. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That mentality. And you can hear it in people's linguistic choices, you know, yeah. even when they talk about what they think they know, like it's some kind of definite, you know, and, I, and I've had conversations like this, too. And I was talking to one of my good buddies and I was like, I think the difference between me and a lot of people is that I know not that it's not that I know that I know nothing like Aristotle, but it's like I am not sure. You know, I know that I know a good way of doing it. But I know that that way is always going to be evolving. And so I stay very respectful of the fact that like my information right here, this crystallized little thing I have, it's going to need to upgrade. So I always kind of am always like open, you know, I think that's a mentality that serves so much. Yeah. No matter what we're doing, it's a way, not the way. Right. That's that's the way I like to describe it is everything that we do, how we do it is a way, not the way it's a way. And, And like you said, it's, it's a way right now, you know, right. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Actually, I had, a, I had a guy take my course like the third time. He takes it every couple of years. Yeah. And um, he's like, I keep coming back because you keep changing things. And yeah. he was like saying it in like a frustrated way. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, of course, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> of course I'm changing things. He's like, yeah. 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 So I mean, that's what you got to do, man. No, hundred percent. And it's good, dude. Like you go to a training, like, cause you went to a training once in your EP career. Ah, you know, with, with, with some of the stuff that I'm coming out with, I think I'm going to make that certificate good for a specific amount of time, maybe because yeah. we, we should research, we should re make sure that we're staying fresh on our training. It's, it's not like a once upon a time, you took a training from a cool school and now you're a made man for your whole career. Right. You know, that's, I, I think there's, there's something to be said for that. That's Absolutely. Good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and uh, da, 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 habit that you would suggest people look into just a habit for life or a habit for being a better perfect protector or just a better person. Yeah. Self-assess. Uh, it's something that, that, um, you know, I, I'd had to, I, I got to do this a lot. You know, I gotta, I gotta look at what I'm, what I'm good at. And there's particularly what I'm not good at. What's, what, what's something where I can improve because we, one of the things that I think we all tend to do is we like what we like and we like what we're good at, you yeah. know? So, and we don't want to train the things that we're not good at. We don't want to read about the things that we're not good at because we like doing what we're good at. So yeah. uh, a huge thing, uh, kick that I'm on right now is just, you know, putting away all like the gun magazines and then, you know, trying to read books on, you know, the, the personality stuff and all kinds of other, you know, human inter- interactions. Cause I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm short with people. I don't like people, you know? So like, I, I know I'm not good at that. I want to be better in the sales side of things. Yeah. You know, it's, 
it's, you know, you got to self-assess and that's, I think that's a, that's a, it's a, I've seen, I've seen me grow a lot in, in probably, probably about the year and a half, two years since I've been doing it, um, just branching out and, and, you know, being friendlier with people, being more yeah. interested in people because yeah. I, I knew that that was a weakness I had. So, I mean, just, just give yourself an honest, honest self-assessment. What am I good at? But particularly, what am I not good at? And then focus on those things, you know? Yeah. No, I love that, man. I think a theme we've been talking about throughout this interview <clears throat> is really humility, man. You know, humility, staying open. And I think what's counterintuitive about it is that humility is like a superpower that actually gives birth to true confidence because confidence comes from competence. And the only way for you to have that is have those experiences with yourself where you're learning what you really can and can't do. You know, you know what you know, and you know that you don't know everything. And, and I think that's really what makes guys like you so effective in this industry and makes us all better, man. That's, that's, that's good stuff. That's awesome. Oh yeah. I appreciate that. No, hundred percent, dude. That's I, I'm glad we're I'm glad we're having these combos, man. It's good stuff. There's so much good stuff in here, bro. There's so for those for him who has ears to hear, let him hear. There's so much like good <laughs> stuff that's in here, you know, for people to take take home, man. Uh, how would you like to be remembered? Last question. As someone who helps people, you know, as someone who helped people, I um, I can make all the money in the world. Nobody's gonna care about that, you know. I could. Yeah. I I, I want to be. I want to be remembered as somebody who helped people, you know, Hey, that yeah. guy helped me out, you know, like that, that an honest, genuine, you know, generous person. You know, I, yeah. I think that, um, that's, that's what makes me feel the best when, when, when somebody hits me up and is like, Hey man, you know, you helped me. You never asked for anything. You didn't expect anything. You just helped me. And he's like, I appreciate it. And that, that's, that's like, you know, I'm just on cloud nine after that. You know what I'm saying? I think that that's, that's what, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make what I need. I'm going to be fine on the business side, but I want other people to feel that genuine genuineness and and that I'm, that I'm helping them. I, I, yeah, can't say it enough. I I think that that's something that, you know, keeps me, keeps me straight, keeps me a good person. I look at, I look at my girls, you know, I want them to to think of me that way, you know, that, that I'm just, I'm I'm help, I'm helpful and helping people, you know, I'm always out to help people. Yeah. No, I, I completely, I see it, man. I, it's a, it's a feeling, it's a drive. It's difficult to articulate. And I had to, I had to completely like, there's nothing like when someone says, Hey, I got this job because of you, or, Hey, I was able to execute because of you being able to empower people to do those things like the money and all the other stuff. Like it's just, it's, it's, it's not even close to the feeling you get when someone really looks you in the eyes and is like, Hey man, thank you for that. I, I completely agree with you, man. That's awesome. And I, I know that that's how you'll be remembered, man. Cause what ends up happening is over time, character is what's shown your pattern, you know, your algorithm by which you make the decisions and why you make them, you know, it, it ultimately is always, always revealed. We always see those things over time, man. And you've already done so much, man. So it's definitely been an honor to have you on this, on this, on the podcast, on the show, have these convos, man. And, uh, Heck yeah, brother. Where? Yeah, oh, last. No, it's, a, a, it's an honor, man. Heck yeah. And then the last question is, what are you up to these days and where can people find you, brother? <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm bouncing around all the time. So, you know, it's uh, actually, it's pretty cool. I just ran into a student, just ran, he was on a detail in Palm Beach and so was I, we kind of just crossed into each other, ran into each other, you know, so I'm always bouncing around. I, 
Um, probably going to hit, you know, over 200 days this year since COVID. Um, so I'm all over the place, but, uh, you know, it's easy to find me. If you look at social media, uh, Google Jill Sorsa, I mean, you can find me anywhere. Very easy to get in contact with. Just be patient. If you try to get in contact with me, I just ask for that. I mean, it might take me a few days to get back to you. Um, I got to kind of triage what's going on, you know? So, um, but, um, yeah, very open. If anybody wants to reach out. Like I said, not easy to, or not, not hard to find. Right. Nice. Uh, so look up Joe Lasorsa, you'll find me. And uh, yeah. It's, uh, nice. And then send over um, any links you have for your website, social media and stuff like that. I'll put in the show notes. People yeah. can go follow yeah. you on, on your, on your socials, you know? So heck yeah, brother. Well, thank you, man. I'm looking forward to doing more cool stuff this year. Oh, it's been an honor having you as one of our master instructors for the master's class. Y'all, if you haven't gotten in there, get in there. Uh, learn from uh, Joe LaSorsa. He's doing awesome stuff in person. You know, you can learn from him in that course as well, from the comfort of your own home. Um, and uh, he's just all around a good dude doing some good stuff for the industry. So it's an honor to be connected. Thanks again for coming, man. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yo, if you're a private security professional wanting to take your game to the next level, go to executiveprotectiontrainingday.com to check out my personal success package for private security professionals. Check it out, executiveprotectiontrainingday.com. And remember, y'all, hard skills do save lives, but soft skills get you paid. Boom. Boom. And to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an America a safer place. Do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can because it makes all of these things possible. Thanks for those contributions. Yo, and before we go, you know, I got a shout out to the sponsors. Start now with Primary Weapon Systems, PWS. They truly are the evolution of the rifle. Use Byron for 10% off. Gray Man and Company, the most comfortable tactical suits in the game. Use Byron for 10% off with them. Until the next podcast, this is Byron Rogers, protected by nature and by trade. Out.